Welcome to Spew Spectrum, people enjoying wizardry. I'm Queerness, and I have Asperger's Syndrome. I'm Lavender, and my daughter, Abby Cadabby, has nonverbal autism. I now call this seventh meeting of Spew to order. Lavender. How have you been? I have been, I don't know, this last month has been all over the place. Yeah, you've been busy. I've, I've been busy. I've been preparing to direct this show. I've, um, this last week has been kind of a rough, um, having a hard time talking with the strangers again, just yeah. kind of shutting down and just like, Nope, someone else needs to take care of it. But the medicine actually allows me to say, hey, I need someone to take care of this. Where before, I just kind of yelled and stormed out of the room. You just kind of shut down. So that is a good first step. That's really awesome, actually. Oh, and I I, I bought the the Hufflepuff shoes. (gasps) Did you really? They were... So I got the size I normally got and i looked it up and everyone's like oh yeah vans are normal size so i got a normal size because they were slip-ons they were way too big uh. so i returned them i got the next size down which do fit but are just uncomfortable so you're not digging the harry potter vans i think i'm just not digging the vans or at least the slip-ons because yeah. to me the idea of a slip-on it, why if they're not, like, super comfortable, what's the, even the point? I'm not a big fan of slip-ons. The only slip-ons that I own are Tom's, and those are brand new. I just got them. Not doing a plug or anything here, but they are literally, like, walking on the cloud. They're amazing. Highly recommend you try them, Clarence. So how about you guys? What's been going on this month with you guys? We've been a little busy over here, too. Uh, Abby's been doing that. She started... With a new ABA therapist, she comes once a week for, she comes for a good chunk of time. Our sessions are like four hours, but they just started this month. They've gone very well. Um, We like our new therapist. She's very young, very sweet, very passionate, and it's just kind of more like play therapy. It's just keeping her used to a routine and given her a way to express, like, if she's had too much, she she needs to learn how to express, like, I need a break from this, and that's what we're working on. <laughs> so we like that, and then I've taken on a new role at my day job, and it's been a lot, um, lot more exhaustive and intensive, but I do like it. It's a good challenge. So all good things over here, just indeed very busy. So, like, we started last month i would like to go over some important dates this july so the 27th of july um starting 1997 was the battle of the seven potters marking the death of both alistair moody and hedwig which by the way harry killed hedwig rude 
Then the 30th of July is Neville's birthday. And the 31st of July is both Harry Potter and Joanne Rowling's birthday. Yep. Happy birthday to all of our July favorites. And this month we decided... Basically, we're going to make this a news episode for the most part. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff going on this month. We didn't really have a choice. Um, So the first thing we're going to talk about is Wizards Unite. So on June 18th, they had a secret event for YouTubers where they announced that the official release date of the game would be Friday the 21st in the U.S. and the U.K. Except that did not happen. Nope. (laughs) It happened a day early on the 20th. And I didn't get an email from um, Niantic or a notification from Google until the evening of the next day. I didn't even get one. I checked. I didn't get one and I was signed up. I signed up when you reminded me. That happened within the first 24 hours. It had approximately 400,000 installs. Which, comparing that to Pokemon Go, which had 7.5 million in the first 24 hours. So it's very good, but not anywhere near what Pokemon Go did. Well, are you starting that 24 hours on the 20th or when it was supposed to release on the 21st? I don't know. I've seen multiple sites that were all estimating about the same, though. It was probably from release, which I get that they were doing a staggered release that they did not want everyone to jump on at exactly the same time. And it's probably why they started it slightly early. Just a couple random thoughts and notes as I was playing, though. The voice sound-alikes are quite good. I had to look it up to see if it was actually them or if they got sound-alikes. McGonagall and Hagrid are a bit off, though. Yeah, I agree, but the rest of them were pretty spot-on. I also was irritated that they blamed Hermione for the stupid word foundables. The sponsored locations for Pokemon Go are not anything in this game. I know, isn't that weird? So there used to be two of these where I work, and neither one of them are anything now. Um, AT&T is a sponsored location, which AT&T owns Warner Brothers. And I guess some mall franchise as well? Starbucks, I think, too. Nope. Nope, Starbucks was one with Pokemon Go, and now they're not anything. Makes it kind of difficult. It does. I found a greenhouse at, like, the most random place. It was at a Captain Dini's. I was like, seriously? (laughs) Let's actually talk about that, because there's... Spell energy has been an issue. Yes, it is. I agree. It was set up exactly like Pokeballs, but no longer being next to a Pokestop all day. It's, um, (laughs) I have no energy. It's hindering, yes. And then I remember, that's why I quit playing Pokemon Go for a year. It's because I ran out of energy and never went to a Pokestop. And I only started (laughs) playing again because I was working right next to a Pokestop. You were working at a Pokestop. 
Shh, don't tell people where I work. <laughs> True. <laughs> so this has definitely been the number one complaint, and they've heard this. They've updated that. So now instead of 25 energy, you now start with 50 energy. And most things, they have doubled how much energy you get from it. So you do get 10 by picking up an ingredient or a portmanteau on the map daily. But most of the stuff I end up picking up on the map are seeds and water, which don't count as ingredients. What? Because they're for, they're, the ingredients are specifically for potion making. I don't know why they didn't make those count. Also, there's no Adventure Sync yet. Adventure Sync was added to Pokemon Go and it allows you to link either your Apple Health or Google Fit account. So you don't have to leave the game open to count your steps. Right. Which, not only do you have to leave the game open, but it uses the GPS instead of pedometer to actually track your steps. So you have to walk a pretty good distance in a straight line to get it to actually trigger. Boo! <laughs> I pace a lot, and so I walk a lot. But I went a year without hatching any eggs, and I had filled up my entire egg thing. Like, I think the max is like 20. Yeah. And as soon as they released Adventure Sync, I was able to <laughs> hatch all of them in a week. <laughs> and so I have not been able to open any of the portmanteaus yet. Nope, me either. But apparently this is one of the best uses of AR in the whole game. That it's so hard to get to. <laughs> Which, speaking of the AR, you ran into a bit of a problem that turned out to not be a problem, but actually a feature. Yeah. <clears throat> My boyfriend downloaded it too, and he has an older iPhone, not too old, but he has an older iPhone, and he didn't have to, like, search the ground for traces of magic, and he thought that I had, he literally thought that I had lost my mind. He was like, why are you, like, looking at the ground with your phone? I was like, I have to for the game, and he said, no, you don't. I was like, watch, and he had not even seen it at all, so I hacked it and turned the AR off in mine. So I didn't have to do that anymore, and it saved my battery a lot more. Pro tip. So there's actually two different things you could do. In the settings, you can turn off AR+, and it reverts it to using it the other way. AR+, was added to Pokemon Go a little while ago. And basically the difference is it uses the newer phone's tracking systems to be able to much more accurately and realistically do the AR, but it involves you having to track the ground for it to have a reference point for it, so it's a little more cumbersome to get going, but overall has a better experience. Um, but you can turn off AR+, Plus, or if you just turn off AR, it just puts it on a background. But one thing that I found that they did do better with the AR in this one over Pokemon Go is once you find it and you tap the button when to line up the stars, it freezes the background image. So now you're free just to play and it's no longer like trying to aim while you're trying to trace the right. thing. But then that kind of counteracts the whole point of having the AR+. Plus. I just turned the AR off. I like it. Also, um, fun, tiny animation things. Your character has two little feathers sticking out of its hat. And when you're riding in a car and you hit the I'm a passenger button, 
You ride on a broomstick. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. That's cute. Also, I was kind of annoyed that the wand animation is like the same regardless of the spell. Although there's like some variations like on Aquamente or Aquamente. Aquamente? Aquamente? Yeah, it's Aquamente. Because they're British. It's Leviosa. Not Leviosa. It um, has like a little bit of water splash. But that's kind of like the only visual difference that I noticed between some of them. The only place that I've been able to get to has been a fortress, which is interesting. You have to use gems or tokens or something that you collect, which I apparently had a bunch of. And that starts a different challenge. And so there's different challenges at the fortresses, depending on what type of gem that you use and it's basically just a series of battles and then you unlock a book in one of the other sticker pages basically the whole game is very convoluted it is and the the two things that pokemon go did very very well is one made you want to catch them all and two it really did a good job of encouraging you to walk places this one, I don't feel that way at all. Like, the things are just so random that you're collecting. The fact that you just have, like, symbols on the map instead of the actual item, it just doesn't feel as... Cohesive? Yeah, I, I don't care about them enough. Yeah. But also, because there's so much stuff around you, you don't really have to walk. The only thing that really encourages you to walk are the port keys, and even, like, the different places there's more variety to it so you have to go more places and just kind of encourages you to drive around pointlessly to get more energy so those are my thoughts i mean i definitely agree with everything you said i wasn't i haven't been a big fan and it's really it's kind of disappointing i really wanted to love this as much as i loved pokemon go i had high hopes high hopes <laughs> so the other so the other big thing that happened this month is Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure finally opened. Yay! So on June 11th, they had a special opening ceremony. Special guests Ivana Lynch and Warwick Davis, which Warwick Davis just kind of shown up, stole the show. That was about it. But then the Weasley car drove up randomly and Tom Felton and Rupert Grit got out. Robbie Coltrane apparently couldn't actually be there, so he sent a pre-recorded message, which was kind of sad, because it's all about him, and he wasn't even there. But then, the Phelps twins drove up in a motorbike, but then the best part of this three-minute opening ceremony, like, this is it, this is everything that happened, is these people just kind of randomly show up, and then Warwick Davis leads the audience in Wingardium Leviosa to clear away the entranceway, which was actually quite good and i'm not sure how they levitated these boxes out of the way huh. um there was like a press conference afterwards and stuff where just some fun stuff was talked about like um rupert grint did not stay for this portion so they all went straight to say that he's the one that screamed the most tom felton rode it three times and he rode in the motorbike twice and said that that side is much better than riding in the sidecar sidecar would be better i don't know why i guess because you can you can lean forward on the motorbike and switch right yeah the ride officially opened on the 13th which the park opens at nine o'clock 
They actually opened the line to the ride at 6. By 8.30, the official app said it was an 8-hour wait. And by 8.33, it jumped to 10 hours. This line stretched all the way through the park to, like, the very front. And so after the park closed, they allowed the ride to run and um, to allow everyone that was already in line to get through. So it ran until after midnight. So because they couldn't do the regular maintenance that they should have done that night, the ride ended up opening um, later in the day on the 14th. And they actually had planned on using the virtual queue as overflow. So basically as the line got longer, they would tell people to put a time in the app and they'd tell you to come back to get in line when it was turn. That didn't happen. Um, the ride ended up breaking down a couple times, which to be expected. Yeah. And it was either the next day or the day after that, they officially announced they were opening midday every day so that they could continue to let people ride well into the night and then do maintenance in the morning. However, midday is when it pours in Florida. (laughs) And they have not been running it to capacity either. They've only been running a handful of trains and they probably have a few more but there's no official announcement as to how many they actually have see my theory on this is since the original maintenance schedule got completely uh, thrown off that it just you got to get back on the regular schedule yeah, they, they also didn't have like a break-in period normally when they open new rides the month before the official opening they will occasionally open it so that they can test the capacity and stuff and they did not actually do that this time oh so, yeah, it's just poor little ride. That's kind of a mess. All right. So we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to go through a bunch of real quick news stories. I'm going to ask you your, our trivia question. And our trivia question comes from a new extra long Harry Potter quiz. A really rather long Harry Potter quiz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the question is, what are muggles re- also referred to in f- the Fantastic Beasts series? And there's actually three answers. We'll t- give you those when we come back. This is Jeffrey, the financial advisor for Spew at Gringotts Bank. And now we return to Spew. And welcome back. Lavender, what are muggles referred to in the Fantastic Beasts series? Nomage. Mm-hmm. Give you a hint. Grindelwald says the other two in the same speech. Oh, nope. I, I don't have it. What are they? Can't spells and non-magiques. Can't spells. Wow. <laughs> I, no, it sounds like a faction of first graders. It does. The can't spells and the smart kids. It's the America wizards. <laughs> <laughs> can't be muggles. <laughs> Can't spells. Oh, okay. <laughs> and at this point, our regular reminder that if you would like to send us an owl mail, our email is spewcast at gmail.com. 
And our number for sending howlers is 407-706-SPEW. That's 407-706-7739. Or you can click the link in the description. All right. I don't know how to pronounce this, but in Indonesia, they have a theme park, Jatum Park, Jatum Park. I think it's Shatim. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Shatim. See, you're so much better at making up pronunciations than me. (laughs) They have just opened a new Harry Potter section featuring the Hogwarts Express, Diagon Alley, Hogsmeade, the Great All. It's all kind of just crammed in there. Like on one side is Diagon Alley and the other side is Hogsmeade. It's weird. They have mm-hmm. wax figures and... Oh, and you can rent your um, cloaks. Oh. Yeah, not... Yeah. What if I want my own cloak? I don't know. It did not appear to be an option. What if I What if I want to bring my own cloak in? What if I already have a cloak? Do you? I do not have to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, more fun at Universal Studios. Um, Tom Felton posted a video on Instagram. Did you watch this video? Yeah, I sent it to you. Did you? I'm the one that sent it to you for once. Huh, I don't believe you, but okay. (laughs) So it's this video of Tom Felton and Rupert Grint learning to pet a raptor, and Rupert goes up, pets the raptor. It's all good. Then Tom goes up to pet it, and it attacks him, and it's just like Buckbeak, and it's wonderful. <laughs> he did He did seem really freaked out, though. I don't know if he was acting or what, but he did seem really freaked out. The Harry Potter Journey Through series of four books, um, two of them have been released. That's um, the Charms and Defense Against the Dark Arts and Potions and Herbology books. They are ebooks. I did not say that last time. But there was a lot of sites reporting that J.K. Rowling was releasing new books. Yes, there were. Um, a lot of them seemed to be just kind of clickbait because when you clicked on them, they were much clearer what they actually were. But there was also a lot of them that thought that this was content from Pottermore, like some of the other books that were released. And it wasn't. It was strictly information from the British Library based on, I don't know what's exactly are in these books, but they're a continuation of the previous book that was both real-world magic history as well as um, artifacts from when she was writing the books and stuff like that. So that's closer to what this actually is. There was a hardcover Philosopher's Stone that went up for sale. The original owner of the actually the owner of this book is the one that just put it up for sale she was going through treatment for leukemia at the time of filming of the first movie and she was an extra during the hogsmeade scenes and she had the cast um sign her book and so a bunch of the main cast as well as the director and a few other people signed this book so it's actually boasting daniel radcliffe's first autograph although it's probably several people's first autograph in this book and they were expecting it to sell for between 300 and 500 pounds which i thought sounded insanely low i thought so too and they were blown away when it sold for 2600 pounds which still kind of sounds low yeah the vans collection has been released as we talked about earlier it is actually a lot bigger of a collection than what 
I had originally thought because it includes shirts and backpacks and socks and hats and besides just the four houses there's also a marauder's map one a daily profit one the snitch one uh one that i had not seen leaked earlier that was really cool was a high top that had like this iridescent blue checkered board with the lightning bolt in it there was a deathly hallows one one with hogwarts on the side there was one that, or a couple of them, that just had a bunch of different Harry Potter symbols all over it. So it was a pretty big collection of stuff they released. I think I might check out the Marauder's Map ones. I might do it. There was a video circulating that a woman from Colorado found what appears to be a house elf on her security camera. Just kind of strangely walking, dancing in the driveway. It actually, the way it moved, kind of looked like a marionette to me. But it clearly was, like, leaving her house. So the general consensus is it was probably her son with something on his head. But there was still no, like, conclusive explanation as to what exactly it was. And also the AV Club published an article about how people were confusing video of what was obviously an alien with the fictional character that is a house elf. I, yeah. I thought it was more alien-like, but I can see where people would think house elf. The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is going to release an interactive special, and Daniel Radcliffe is going to be in it. Which is really exciting. I think I think those two together would be wonderful. <laughs> I really liked that show, and I like, even though it only lasted like three seasons, it ended well. Yes. Two more Lego sets have been announced. Um, these ones are based on Goblet of Fire, and it's the Bopatons carriage arrival at Hogwarts and the rise of Voldemort, which features the graveyard scene. And Sarnoff has been named the first female chair and CEO of Warner Brothers. Uh, replica wands based on Harry Potter and the Cursed Child are now available both online in the theaters and at the platform nine and three quarters shop at King's Cross, which we don't talk about because... We can't go there. It's sad. <laughs> There's also a new invisibility cloak for sale. Um, actually starting today in the UK for about £60, which is about $75, $76. The design is based on the one from the movies, but it has a green screen lining in it. And it has an app that you can record video of it turning you invisible. Tom Felton has been quoted as saying that Harry was constantly crushing on Draco and he couldn't hide it. I think he's trolling. <laughs> A film crew member for the witches was stabbed in the neck. This took place at the Levi Leviston, Leviston Studios right next to where the Harry Potter studio tour took place. Leviston. Le Leviston? Ah. Leviston. Levston. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Um, the guy was taken to the hospital, the stabber was arrested. That is literally all the information I could find about this, so. What is The Witches? I don't even know what that is. It is a, I believe it's a remake. I think this is the same thing that the previous movie was about, but it is a Roald Dahl book. Oh, okay. Charlotte Tilbury. A professional makeup artist has created a new collection of lipstick inspired by 11 different celebrities. And she has done J.K. Rowling's makeup um, several times. And so one of these new lipsticks is called J.K. Magic. And it is based on the two lipsticks that she used the most on J.K. Rowling. 
which for all the makeup lovers out there like myself, that was, it seems to me that that was a her shade pillow talk and bitch perfect. Yes. Is that a typo? No, that, that, <laughs> that is the name of that lipstick. Harry and the Potters are releasing a new album. Uh, it's their first album in 13 years. It's entitled Lumos, and it follows the events of the seventh book. Did you ever listen to that Harry and the Potters? I did not. Are you f- aware of them? No. They started Wizard Rock, <laughs> which is a huge genre in which there are several bands that are quite popular. The two biggest ones are Harry and the Potters and Draco and the Malfoys. Okay. But the Potter Puppet Pals created a music video for their single Where's Ron, and it's their first video in three years. I do love me some Potter Puppet Pals now. All right. Now let's go back and let's talk about the stupid thing J.K. Rowling did. All right, let's do it. So she has now followed three transphobic accounts on Twitter, which in the past she has liked some of these tweets and um, they have claimed that it was just clumsy middle-aged moments, but now it's become a pattern. And these are specifically... Extreme feminists that do not believe that trans women should be treated as women, which is oddly extreme backwards to me. Yeah. Like you're going way too far in the direction that you're suddenly going the wrong direction. (laughs) Feminazis. But I also learned a new word. Turf. (laughs) Apparently it's a... Because I saw this on like a bunch of different articles and I'm going, what is a TERF? So I had to look it up. It is a trans-exclusionary radical feminist, which is apparently a group of people that exists. Oh, okay. Well, that sucks. All right. Let's move into our autism news for the month. <laughs> In Indiana, a nonverbal 11-year-old boy was given a trophy labeled Most Annoying Male. Ah, oh, this is my least favorite all of it of all the news so the school has basically just said that they don't accept this type of behavior and that they're working on it and that's about it that's all there really is to this story but it's just awful well no because for that award to even be presented in the first place it had to get approved by a principal somewhere along the road so yeah not okay with that story i think i want to write that teacher too not playing um, in Minion at Minneapolis, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Um, Ahmed Ali is a nonverbal 21-year-old student who just graduated from Minneapolis Public Schools Transitions Plus program, and that's not the exciting part here. The exciting part is that he actually gave his gave the commencement address using speech software. So amazing. All around. Haley Moss is the first person with autism to pass the Florida bar exam at 24. And also we have Rachel Barcelona, who is the first person with autism to compete in the Miss Florida pageant. So, So basically we just have a whole bunch of people from Florida claiming to be the first person to do this when they maybe probably weren't. They just, no one made a big deal about it. Maybe first, like officially diagnosed. Maybe. Yes, but Florida. Yeah, Florida. (laughs) And our last little story here is Cody Lee, who is autistic and blind, and played piano and sang on America's Got Talent. 
he sang very well. And then, who is Gabrielle Union? I haven't watched this show in seasons. I don't know who she is. She is an actress. Huh. And she's married to a basketball star that I do not know the name of, but I know it is a basketball. No, I could be wrong. She's married to a sports guy. I don't know if it's football or basketball. Dang it. Anyway, she used her golden buzzer to push him through to the semifinals, so he no does not have to go through any of the other rounds, and we'll go straight to the live shows. It really was so amazing. It's gone viral, but if you guys haven't seen it yet, I do wish you would check it out. I've been to so many places in my life and time I've sung a lot of songs And I've made some bad rhymes I think that's it for t- today. News-heavy episode, but this was a good episode. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. You can follow us on Twitter at Spectrum People. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash spewcast. And our Instagram is at spewpod. We want to thank Joan Burr for our theme music. And remember, you can send us a owl mail at spewcast at gmail.com or a howler at 407-706-SPEW. It's 407-706-7739. Anything else you'd like to add? No, good hanging out with you, Queerness. Well, until next time, I'm Queerness. And I'm Laughter. And as Luna Lovegood said, don't worry, you're just as sane as I am. Bye. Bye.